0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast where we talk about racing games, sim racing and racing esports. I'm your host Tom and joining us this week is Paul Crawford, Esports Manager at Motorsport UK and also Traction colleague Ross McGregor. For those who aren't aware, Mudspot UK is the governing body for all four-wheeled motorsport in the real world within the United Kingdom. It's now fully committed to sim racing and racing esports it's now fully committed to sim racing and racing esports, so you will hear from, as I say, me, Ross and Paul as we discuss the upcoming competition organised by Motorsport UK, but also the organisation's goals for the virtual world and its exciting future plans to create a sim racing and racing esports community. So, a brief intro this time, don't forget to email podcast.traction.gg if you've got any questions about Motorsport UK's activities that we can potentially discuss in a future episode, but for now, let's hear from Paul. So, Paul, a pleasure to have you on the Traction.gg podcast with myself and Ross. Uh, First of all, really quickly, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, very well. Thank you very much for having me on, firstly. Yeah, I'm I'm all good. Fantastic. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I think before we
0: dive into many uh, different topics about sim racing and racing esports, I'd just like our audience to know, how long have you been at Motorsport UK? And just generally, what your role is there?
1: So I started in right at the start of January this year. Um, So what's that? Just coming up to 10 months, actually. Uh, So Motorsport UK didn't have anybody kind of dedicated to esports at all. Um, We'd dabbled with it during lockdown, like a lot of people. Um, But obviously when Real World Motorsport came came back, basically, the people who were doing those activations, obviously, were back to their normal day jobs. So, um, you know, they thought it's probably best to get somebody in full time, which is myself and I work with the other departments. And um, yeah, we, we're, we've we been coming up with the s- strategies of how much UK can get involved because um, it's um, obviously new for us. We want to do it in the right way. We can only make one first impression. Mm. So it's um, yeah, been really important that we do it right. We've not rushed into anything. Um, but so far, it's been great, to be honest. i have really enjoyed it. Oh, Wonderful that
0: sounds very interesting and we'll unpack that some more later on in our conversation but i also understand that you're well versed in sim racing and esports in fact i think you might have even competed in something called touring pro series with ross is that correct ross
1: (laughs) yes so touring pro series is actually quite quite interesting because yeah i was chatting to ross um about various things and i was like i'm pretty sure did you race in touring pro series in like 2012 he said yes but Also, it turns out that there's a lot of people from that now working within the industry. Uh, So, a guy called Eric Strana is now the eSports project lead at the FIA. Again, we had the same conversation of, I recognize your name from somewhere. Look back at the old Touring Pro Series videos on YouTube and he's there. You no, know, Stoffel Van Dorn competed in it, Florian Strauss, who won GT Academy, competed in it. There's a guy, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, who now works at Renfall to race in it. So yeah, there's Oh,
2: that'll be uh, Mr. Miller, Robert Miller. Yes. So yes. yeah, when when myself and Paul um were first discussing um this kind of interview and, and setting it up, um obviously I had the shared kind of experience of touring pro series, which like looking back was like a kind of forerunner of sim racing communities you see today and uh, yeah as Paul says it was like it was amazing to see like the names from back then that now kind of work in sim racing full time these days so of course you got like John Monroe <laughs> from Traction and um, you got myself Eric Strana Robert Miller, and then you had like these interlopers like Stoffel Van Doorn you know coming in and absolutely destroying us all um, oh you didn't beat him uh, I never beat him no but I did beat um, the likes of Florian Strauss and um, on rare occasions oh. Kevin Siggy and, <laughs> and very, very rare occasions Bristol Capet. but yeah that was a long time ago and uh, yeah a lot of speed has been lost since then
0: <laughs> and Paul, you do uh, you've been involved in simracing esports in other, in other projects as well, right?
1: Yes, yes so uh, I'm, I'm quite rare you could say that I've got a career in esports of over uh, kind of 10 years or so because um, it, it was one of those things where I never planned for it to be my job it just kind of ended up being that way um but long story short i worked at silverstone circuit for a few years out of university um and a department there was running the nissan gt academy project in 2008 i joined there in 2009 um joined that department worked on uh, the 2010 gt academy which jordan Tresson won Mm. and then that actually set up as its own company purely to run Nissan's GT Academy project and also their kind of driver development program. So I ended up doing that for many years, you know, with Jan Mardenborough and Mark Gastner and
0: right.
1: Ricardo Sanchez, Wolfgang Reed, all of these guys who who went on to kind of have pretty decent motorsport careers and are still doing it. Um and then since then I've worked on um World's Fastest Gamer. Um I managed Fernando Alonso's entry into Virtual Le Mans in 2020. Um, I looked after the Mercedes F1 esports team for a couple of years, 2019 and 2020. Um, and then in lockdown, kind of the biggest thing was the All-Star Series, um, which I did uh, with yeah. the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've had quite a varied history of working in it, but I've also, you know, raced in it myself. I started on GTR and Race 07, well, F1 games on PlayStation 1, things like that, but... Getting into the simulator side of it, GTR and GTR2 on my keyboard. Then I got a Logitech Momo wheel, Logitech G25, and it was actually only last year that I upgraded to a, a rig. But yeah, I race in a sim team, which is a uh, team I use loosely, but you know, it's <laughs> thirty to forty-year-old guys who aren't particularly good but like to think we are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. That's DCW, uh, DCW racing, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, we, we, you know, we do the iRacing specials and league racing and that,
0: that sort of stuff. Cool. Well, I, it's glad to know that you're one of us, so to speak. You're obviously at Motorsport UK, but you're vastly experienced. I think that leads us on nicely, Ross, to uh, what you've just recently announced, Paul.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, so, Paul, like just over a week ago, um, as we record this, um, Motorsport UK announced the Rocket British F4 Esports Championship. Uh, which set uh, to begin 14th of October.
1: Yes, um, not far so, away. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, yeah, so soon, so soon. Um, so what prompted Motorsport UK to launch an officially sanctioned F4 series?
1: So, you know, as I said, I've been here since January, and first part of that is very much strategy and what we're going to do and how. But obviously there, there's a timeline where you need to start activating and, and doing things within the world of esports. and. You know, Motorsport UK's um, kind of one of the main things that we do in the building is the organisation and management of the British F4 uh, Championship in the real world, (laughs) along with things like British Rally Championship, British Cartoon Championship, etc. So we were trying to work out the best way to kind of start moving into the space and showcasing what we can do and where we fit within the industry, um, not as quickly as possible, but Probably the most efficiently as possible, and having the car that's very much similar to the real world uh, car on iRacing. And again, you know, the UK circuits are readily available on iRacing. It made the most sense to kind of do that. And you know, one thing that or one of the main things that we do at Motorsport UK is obviously around you know rules and regulations and uh, doing things professionally correctly when you know, even things like safeguarding. And um, you know, providing a safe space for people to race and things like that in the real world, and we really wanted to highlight that that's also what we'd like to be doing in esports. Now, I'm going to say at this point, I can imagine that there's people here or listening that might think, "Oh, governing body are getting involved. They're going to they're going to be ruining all of our fun. They're going to make it really difficult." And I, I want to say, kind of now on record, that we're not going to stop anyone doing what they're already doing. You know, we can't manage or govern. Simulating eSports is not possible. So what we can have is our space within that. And that will very much feed into things like, like I said, you know, running professional championships. But also, unfortunately, it's not quite announced yet, but we'll be soon announcing a large community level event. So not professional teams, open to teams, you know, like the one I'm in, which is whether it's a group of friends or, you know, a, a team of any form who can enter. And then even below that, we want to be doing activations with established communities where they potentially run things on our behalf, whether that's on Gran Turismo, the F1 game, Forza, Dirt Rally, and those sort of things. So we're kind of doing the British F4 esports championship as as kind of the, the pinnacle and the showcase of what we are looking at in terms of what a professional event looks like, implementing the right rules around, safeguarding what are the know the the rules and regulations of the championship so then people can start you know some people won't have any interest in it and that's absolutely fine but you know the, the the people and the companies and the communities that want to be associated with professional level motorsport or esports kind of that's what we're we're aiming at doing so it's kind of the first step and it's like start with the pinnacle piece get people used to the idea that Motorsport UK are involved with eSports and then it will all filter down from there. So the
2: basic question is, why did you pick iRacing? Is it because it's kind of like a fully formed online experience already? or?
1: Uh, yeah, so a, a few reasons. One, it's, it's certainly the most approachable in terms of hosting online racing. You know, uh-huh. you don't have to have your own servers, you don't have to be able to set up servers, it's all done on Sliders and set up a league, and off yeah, you go. Sure. But also the, the car and the tracks as well being licensed is a main thing. Again, you know, we sure I'd love to be doing a set of course there, races with lots of different mods and things like that, but they're not officially licensed. So again, it's the Dublin body; we yeah. can't be associated with it. And so it having and
2: quality is quite variable as well. Sometimes, so
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, again, kind of going back to what I was saying, it was the easiest way to get started and made yeah. the most sense iRacing were very kind of welcoming to us and they've helped us and you know answered questions and you know they're supporting the championship by broadcasting it and promoting it for us as well. So that helps.
2: Yeah, um on that, um, I believe iRacing's actually broadcasting the final race on their, their homepage.
1: Yeah so they so race TV are kind of organizing the broadcast for all of them. Um racing gonna promote all of the rounds, you know, on the the flashing light that says there's something live um, so that will be all of the rounds and then yeah they, they very kindly said they'll broadcast the final round on their on their YouTube channel so we're going to make a bit of a again kind of the final round we're approaching is kind of a showcase for what we want it to look like in the future so the first five rounds will be uh, remotely broadcast um kind of in the usual way and then in the, in the final round we're going to utilise a, a studio and that sort of stuff and be like that's what we'd like it to be for all of the rounds next year but that obviously requires more budget
2: yeah a kind of showcase event at the end just to kind of highlight what it's all about yeah correct what support have you received from real world f4 teams um are any of them or their drivers taking part
1: Yeah, so um as you might have seen from the announcement um you know we're really pleased that jhr Development, one of the real world um british f4 teams is involved with they're two real-world drivers who do a lot of iRacing, Joseph Loke and Dimitrov, but they're, they're both on the grid. We've also got um, Arden Motorsport, who are big name in um, motorsport from GP2, F3, GB3, etc. They're, they're on board with their... Um, they've partnered with uh, the Young Race Driver Academy by RDA. Um, so they've got a couple of their drivers uh, on board as well. And... Um, we've got some others that uh i can't necessarily announce yet or have not confirmed at the time of recording who are also interested um and uh, yeah hopefully they they come to fruition as well so um yeah, when, when we first kind of set up this championship or, or devising it, we very much wanted to involve the real world teams and give them a bit of a different angle, maybe something else to offer their sponsors and their drivers and things like that, and get them involved. Again, you know, we are Motorsport UK and we, we see the, the kind of the cross channels to both in both directions, not just virtual to reality, but also reality to virtual and how they can be, they can run together. You can be a professional esports driver and never set foot in a real world race car. That's absolutely fine. You can also use it as a, a way to develop the skills you need. So it was a really important part of, of the championship, to be honest.
0: Oh, well, that's uh, great that you've got some of the real world teams crossing over. But do you also have any, let's say, sim racing teams or racing esports squads?
1: Yes, yeah. So um, Apex Racing were one of the first to to sign up, and they actually invented two teams: and their kind of main team and their academy team. Which again is great for us. We want to be certainly at the forefront of developing young talent within sim racing. Um, So they've got a couple of their younger drivers in the um, uh, in the academy team. Um, We've got. Monster Rugby Gaming actually involved which is actually being operated by the Williams esports team oh I see so they wanted to be involved and they said that they would run the Munster right rugby gaming cool. team for them yeah and um, we've got Team Fordzilla signed up so Ford's official esports team um, have come in that's excellent which is great um, we probably got a couple of unknowns or certainly I wasn't aware of um, but a couple uh, Kimura uh, performance are really interesting we've got Prismatic Motorsport as well Mm -hmm. who are a sim racing team for transgender and non-binary sim racing so it's great to have um, them involved
0: Um, and I suppose one of the incentives with many uh, racing esports competitions is the prize pool you've got £6,000 but um, there could be some additional prizes is that correct?
1: Yes yeah. so we've um, managed to bring on board some uh, partners who've been really generous with what they're offering and again we wanted to try and make it appealing to real world teams as well as sim teams getting involved um, so base performance simulators which is owned and um by darren turner uh, yep. the aston martin factory driver they, they're offering um a few days in the um f4 simulator that they've got there. you know full movement and proper setup there rocket are obviously giving some prizes as well and um, e-mountain bikes and various other bits yeah Um, VRRC, so Virtual Reality Racing Club it's actually quite a new company based Silverstone again have offered um, a full simulator so a chassis and a seat for uh, the winning driver um, and also some time in the simulator for the team as well to utilise some driver training Um, and that, that actually brings up a key point is we really wanted to make sure that the drivers were rewarded um, so they get a cut of the cup prize pool as well as the teams to make sure that, you know, if you only give money to the teams, they are not then obliged to give it to the drivers. I'm sure most of them would, but we wanted to ensure that the drivers did get rewards um, as well as, because I have seen some negativity around that in the past um, just across various channels that the drivers don't necessarily get the rewards for the amount of time and effort they put in. So again, that's kind of an important element of of what we're trying to achieve. Sounds good.
2: Yeah, so it's early days, Paul, um, but is this something that you see Motorsport UK continue with beyond 2022?
1: Yeah, I mean, what, once we announced it, the the interest was unbelievable, to be honest, and um, which was really encouraging. And you know, nothing's confirmed yet. This is there are merely ideas, but we would like to do forms of. Like independent cups, or feeder series for it, or university championships—all that kind of feed into the main championship, starting that kind of established pathway within esports and sim racing. As I said it's all ideas, and what actually comes mm. to fruition is, is you know, to be confirmed. But you know, I, I think the um, interest that was shown in in this championship very much shows that it will be here to stay and it's not just the f4 you know route we want to go down there, you know we have the, the right to the british karting championship and british rally championship so it would be great to get something up and running on those sides as well but in the same way that iRacing is great for hosting races karting and rallying is quite tricky in this particular moment in time there's new kids on the block that aren't necessarily fully developed yet there's some games that are going out of uh circulation or support let's say so you know part of my role is to you know get in contact with developers see if we can work together to try and create a product that's you know good for both parties you know joint venture it that sort of stuff And again, that kind of goes back to the question of why iRacing and why F4, that kind of helps answer that question is, we didn't just go, oh, we just want to be doing circuit racing for pro teams. It's, we are exploring all avenues, but to get something up and running in the name out there, we we went down that route.
0: Yeah, it's key that you've got the circuit racing aspect, but you mentioned there karting and um, rallying. Yeah, it's tricky because the current WRC games, like the final one, there's a new one from Codemaster EA next year, but I suppose you might not know what the functionality is yet. Yeah. Our games are on, on the rise, but yeah, not fully formed with their online features, for example, at a minute, several of them. So I yeah. suppose going into next year, part of your role will be to look into what these new technologies are coming and then see if they can be eSports worthy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even things like Ren Sport, which is circuit racing, but we need to be in yeah. contact with them and talk to percent about what, what the functionality is going to be. But yeah, you know, we, I'm talking to, you know, the different developers, Carcraft, I think has great mm. potential, but, you know, it's not there yet in terms of online and yeah, various things. Um, you know, what are Codemasters, EA, going to be doing rally games, etc. trying to now at this point, get ahead of the curve and know what's coming out rather than sitting, waiting for a title to come out and be like, oh, can we use this? It's kind of mm. more of, we want oh, okay. to work with to them. Uh, yeah. And, and work with them, as I said, kind of, you know, almost as a joint venture of well, we would like to be doing something at quite a high level with these, Let, let's try and make it happen um, and I think then filtering down from that, like I said, we, we want to be working with established communities so there's a lot of people that have put in a lot of time and effort into setting up companies, communities, leagues etc, who we want to work with um, and you know, so if it, if there's a league that or a community that runs Rally leagues and championships at a relatively, you know, professional and credible level, we would want to be talking to them to be like, well, maybe you can do stuff on our behalf because the team that's working on eSports at the minute is small. I'm hoping mm. it will grow in the future. So I can't be across everything. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's lots of opportunity. It's just trying to do, right, let's plan for the future, but also we do need to be doing stuff now. So it's getting that right. balance, right?
0: Yeah, cool. And, I suppose bigger picture, from the top level of Mudspot UK, obviously you have uh, your role and the team and the announcement of the F4 championship and looking to the future. But is Mudspot UK fully committed behind the virtual racing scene to make sure that there's crossover, but also that they're yeah up to speed with what perhaps uh, a younger audience might be interested in?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's the key. It's like I, I'm now quite old within the sim racing world. 35 years old which is quite depressing so it, it, oh dear <laughs> I
0: mean I'm I think I'm the, oh I've lost count I think I'm that this year as well so in the same boat
1: well
2: yeah uh, and I, so, I, uh, I'm older than both of you so that makes ah, okay. it kind of even worse thanks. sorry Ross <laughs> thanks <laughs> very <Sorry>. much
1: <laughs> yeah so it, like you rightly said you know there's there's things like nfts out there and um cryptocurrency and all of those sorts of stuff and i get people asking you know oh are we going to get involved with that or you know is it something mm-hmm. we want to go into and i'm like well i don't have the expertise i'm not saying no it's just i don't have the expertise but when it comes to sim racing the, the answer is is definitely yes i mean the, the company has made the commitment to bring somebody in to this specific department with a plan for it to grow you know, I work across all the different departments. Marketing, you know, the commercial team are now fully on board with helping to bring on partnerships that are going to benefit, obviously, not just us. We're a non-profit organisation, so you know, we they're now working with me to bring you know on board partners for the F4 stuff, but then other things that we've got in the pipeline as well, and um, you know, we. Um, are definitely kind of aiming to be well i'm hoping to be here for for a good of few course. years and kind of i you know I, i'm passionate about the industry and i want to be part of this organization to help nurture it and add credibility and professionalism and you know esports as we all know is a is a credible form of low barrier to entry motorsport and breaking down those stereotypes and the stigmas around esports is is one of my kind of personal but also the organization's goal of you know the horrendous stereotype it's just teenagers sat in their bedrooms and that sort of stuff it's like we want it to be an aspirational right um you know profession whether that's even content creation and you know uh, being a professional sim racer you know where you're practicing a lot and, and racing etc representing brands as well
0: yeah as a full-time profession mm.
1: Yeah, so it's um, yeah, we're definitely in it for the long haul because you know it, sim racing, as I said, is a form of motorsport now and uh, and has been for a while. And I think Motorsport UK needs to be across it, it as best it can. As I said, we're not not going to be governing it. I am now. Uh, sit on the FIA Sports Commission, so you know we're we're working with the FIA along with all the other uh, country ASNs uh, who have representatives on it to help them. You know it's difficult for the FIA because obviously they are the organising body in Sport across the world. But sim racing is quite a lawless industry. It's you can do what you want, and then like I said, we will be then relying on the communities and uh, those sort of people to deliver races. So kind of at that step we're not here to organize races we're not here you know the website that we're developing which i'll come on to shortly is is not going to be a come and find a race or you know we're hosting these races sign up for it and again this is part of what we've discussed internally is there's already people doing that like grid finder simgrid simracing.gp it's already out there we're not trying to reinvent the wheel so we would rather put people in contact with them and direct people to them to say, if you want to go sim racing, we recommend these, you know, as a vetted, um, you know, um, yeah, trusted place to go that's safe for people to engage with. Yeah. I think that, that's where Motorsport UK comes in. And this, um, you know, we're, we're, we've got a holding web, web page at the moment but we are developing, which hopefully will be live by the end of this year, which will very much be more of a very kind of simple informational hub basically which give new people um or people who've come fresh into sim racing a bit more clarity around what equipment to use what platform you know is it console better is pc better and or not better but what what are the pros and cons of each yeah why you might choose one over the other what games you can on certain platforms etc um but then like i said the value add from our side is that we might go down the route of some form of membership not license can't make that clear enough <laughs> we're, not, we're not implementing licenses for, for esports um but you know where we can use our you know our unique selling points of uh, contacts within the industry you know early bird access to to events or real world racing drivers testing real world cars and, and that sort of thing that we would then um create this community on so you know, certainly we're not looking to tread on any toes. We're not looking to, um, you know, come in and land grab. We want to be much more the, you can come to us as a hub and actually we will then send you off to these tried tri- and tr- trusted communities that have put the blood, sweat and tears into setting up what they've got. Um, because, as I've said multiple times, like we can't govern it and control it. We can just be like, well, these people are doing it well, right. You know, they've got safeguarding in place there, you know, things like filters on Discord channels and that sort of stuff. Mm. And it it will be in the future, a kind of a criteria that you'll need to meet. I I envisage, it's not all confirmed yet, but if you tick these boxes, then, you know, we, we can put you on our site and you can be a recommended community or company, however, whatever the wording is, that says, you know, you've got the right filters in place, you're aware of and have actions in place to protect, you know, minors and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's where we will differ from the stance that we're a governing body. We have to be trying to implement certain things and, and helping people as well, rather than being come and race, which, as I said, is being done already and, and done well.
0: That sounds uh, fascinating, that it's something quite unique. So it's not... Like sitting directly as a competitor to the outlets or communities that Ross mentioned, but it's more yeah. grouping them all together with an easy to find.
1: Yeah, it's like if somebody if somebody starts playing Gran Turismo. And they're like, oh, well, I currently just play with my mates, but I want to take it a little bit further. Right. They might come to us and be like, we recommend these communities or these websites where you can go and race on Gran Turismo. Whether that's finders, sim SimGrid, sim GP, or specific Gran Turismo leagues. And so, you know, it just helps that middle ground it's a really interesting conversation to have because there's pros and cons to both sides we don't want we certainly don't want to be like if you're doing sim racing you have to come and do real world motorsport but what i think is really key and one of the core reasons for getting one of the core reasons for getting involved or most UK getting involved in esports is exposing this whole kind of esports and sim racing audience who haven't necessarily been exposed to motorsport beyond F1 or WEC or whatever it might be, hmm. to the products that are actually available for people to go racing, e- even if you know, you're know you not at the top of the talent pool, let's say. So, you know, there's products like Streetcar where you can do real-world motorsport in your road car that you, know, you don't need any form of modifications doing to it. Uh, You know, you can do arrive and drive racing, you can do, you know, point to point rallies and things like that. So it's getting those products in front of this audience of esports drivers who might not necessarily have ever been exposed to that. I see. But then also we do want to be nurturing that talent. So there's definitely discussions, let's say, going on about having a academy specifically for sim racers. Uh, and esports drivers like we do with the real world and developing that talent. And part of that program would definitely be getting them in real world motorsport cars. Um, And, you know, there's... The development of talent is really at the core of what Motorsport UK does across esports and real world. And to that fact, we've we've actually... We we deliver a Diploma in Sporting Excellence uh, program with Loughborough College, so they deliver our course, which they deliver on our behalf. And before this year, it was wholly dedicated to people who are performing well or, or at a high level within motorsport. But we've now opened that up to two slots being for specifically for esports drivers. And they they are now you know on this diploma course, and part of that you know they get uh, training in um, you know commercial partnerships, um, physical. Um, training, sim training, and then also real-world car driving. So let's fast forward 10 years. It would be great to say, oh, somebody has come through our eSports pathway, got to the point where they then went in, their talent got noticed, they went into real world, and now they do both. You know, they enter our pro-level sim racing championships, but they also race at a high-performing level in the real world as well. So it's, it's, yes, of course, we would like that to happen, but it's certainly not the only goal if you okay. also want to nurture talent for people who just want to be a sim racer you know right. there's, there's a lot of people out there who want to do that and i think one example i use on this um, a, a lot is in dcw racing there was there was a one of my teammates called rich who did sim racing bought a lot of equipment you know full sim rig triple monitors that, that works and we, uh, in the past, I've done a few Citroen C1 races and my MX-5 races okay, with, with cool. a guy who's also in the team. And I, you know, we told him that we were like, oh yeah, we're doing this. And, you know, we've done some C1 races. And he was kind of like, what? How can you do that? You know, he knows I'm not massively wealthy. I'm in a normal management role. Yeah. And he was like, don't you have to buy the car and trailer it and mechanic mm-hmm. it? And I was like, no, you can just do arrive and drive motorsport. You pay a team X amount of money. You turn up put your helmet on get in the car and and drive and it kind of blew his mind that you could do this he thought it was you buy a race car and you go and race it fast forward a year he's now doing a full season in the City Car Cup with um, Met Motorsport so the universities engineer the cars and you know do everything about running the race team and then they get a driver who, who comes in and you know pays a fee to enter and it's a perfect example of he just didn't know it was possible and then he now does and now he does both so it's a perfect example of you know some sim racers have disposable income that they then spend on the equipment oh i just need to upgrade my wheelbase just need to upgrade the monitor etc whereas that could actually be used to do some real racing as well that could Mm -hmm. be you know club 100 karting which again is you know a I don't know how much it is, £150, £200. And you enter a, a race, you turn up, sit in the car. If it breaks, you give it back. Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 it's great. And I think exposing the esports world to those products is, is really key for what we're doing.
0: Right. I think I get it now. So it's creating uh, professional top-level esports competitions with the back of the Motorsport UK. It's creating a community or a hub to raise awareness to these uh Let's say uh, approved, quote unquote, uh, sim racing communities to get more people into sim racing, but then it's also making those sim racers aware of uh, affordable mudspot UK. Um, oh, sorry, affordable mudspot within the UK that they could do in the real world.
1: That okay, seems like my a very job. good initiative. <laughs> I've done my job. You, you've you've got it. I'm glad okay. I managed to articulate that. Though, well. yeah, I- exactly that. And then there's other offshoots of that as well, obviously, but yeah but you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there well
0: I think this is very exciting don't you Russ?
1: yeah I think it's great um, like, like
2: if we just kind of focus on the esports side of things again like outside the communities and the four championship that's coming up um, does sportsport UK have any other kind of officially sanctioned esports championships in the pipeline or are you like to say or are you just going to wait until they see how this one goes
1: I think there was, no there definitely was, in lockdown there was the eBRC, so the eSports British Rally Championship, that actually had British Championship status. Mm. So all I'm saying is that has been done, but again, it's getting (laughs) the platform and the format and how that works, which isn't necessarily as simple to roll out as it is on something like iRacing at this stage. and yeah, Richard Burns Rally. That's a uh, that's just... yes, yeah. I played that. Okay. It's still widely regarded as the, the the best rally title ever. <laughs> um Yeah, if we could get somebody to do a modern version of that,
0: oh, the dream, that'd
1: be great. Always a dream, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Not going um, to happen anytime soon, I don't think. Unfortunately.
1: So it's certainly something we're looking into across different disciplines, but certainly nothing confirmed at this stage.
0: Cool. Well, I really hope you can pull some something off in the rally space as well. So, good luck. So, Paul, <laughs> uh, thank you very much for your time. We'll be keeping uh, tabs at traction. And uh, it was Ross that really brought this to my attention, so cheers, Ross, as well. And uh, basically, we wish you, like I say, the best of luck, and we'll be keeping our eyes
1: peeled. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Cheers,
0: guys. Well, thank you very much again to Paul from Mudspot UK for his time. I hope you agree they've got some very exciting plans, and he's, very very busy and a bit stressed and trying to get it all in action and working smoothly so it's very much in its nascent stages but to see such an important governing body back the virtual scene is crucially important for the growth of the genre as ever if you enjoyed this episode please let us know by rating and following on spotify subscribing and reviewing on apple podcasts or following wherever you get your podcasts from that's the main way you can help us out and enables us to make more podcasts in the future don't forget, we'll be updating the traction.gg website with the latest Mudspot UK esports news, but also everything from the world of sim racing or racing video games and even mobile racing titles. It's all there, the latest news and opinion. Thank you very much. Keep it pinned.